0: ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. There was no nippers, there was no little athletics, there was no Oztag, there was no touch football, there was no netball, there was no swimming, there was no gymnastics. They were all the sports that my sister and I particularly were very active in at the time.
1: Tiana Penetani loves sport like her dad. She's a natural athlete. And
0: all of that came to a complete halt.
1: I'm Farza Draki, and this is Days Like These. And yeah, sure, Tiana's story is about sport, but it's more about family and what happens when something shatters its safety and security. Tiana's family are super close. She's the eldest of four kids, and her mum and dad love them and love each other. They just love being together. Being with the extended family and cousins, aunts and uncles around a barbecue. Most of all, they love sport. Their sport mad, insane. It's all sport all
0: the time. Marubra was our local beach. We grew up like next door in Matraville, so we were always at the beach.
1: Like lots of Australian families living near the beach, Tiana and her siblings become familiar with the rituals of the surf through nippers. It's like surf life-saving for kids. You know, in summer, that
0: was our thing on Sunday mornings, pack the car up, put the boards on the roof and head down to Maroobah for nippers.
1: Then in winter, the family would switch gears, rugging up to watch their dad play footy for the local Maruba club. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mum would rug us up
0: in, you know, really nice warm clothes and then we'd all go and sit down on the sidelines and watch Dad play.
1: The kids loved watching their dad charge up the footy field. But he was equally happy watching them. My most fond memories of my dad
0: would have been when I was a track athlete, so competing on the track and being super nervous. He would just say, go hard, Bubba. back yourself, just go hard. And mum would be the one that would kind of help me calm my nerves, but he was just like instil belief, go hard, you got this.
1: Athletics, the beach, family time, cooking, school, running a household, keeping food on the table. Tiana's mum and dad are pretty busy. Tiana's 12 and into every sport going, and her siblings are following close behind her. But life's good. And Tiana's dad, Solomon, wants to celebrate with the completion of his tattoo. He's already got the outline of his sleeve three-quarters down his arm from his chest. As a proud Tongan man, it's important to have it finished. He plans it for a Saturday. He'll go into work on Saturday morning.
0: He had to go to a a couple of job sites just to oversee some work that the boys were doing before he went to go get his um, tattoo done.
1: Then he'll go to see the tattoo artist. It'll take a few hours. After that, he'll celebrate with the close-knit group of men he works and plays with.
0: When the boys get tattoos, they all sit around and and talk and and have beers and, and see it as an opportunity to connect and, you know, just have some boy time.
1: It'll be a late one, that's for sure. But on the morning of a celebration, Tiana's father does what he always does, kissing her mother goodbye. They had such a a childlike
0: love for each other. And as a kid, I used to think it was so cringe and like gave me the ick heavy because like they would kiss and be so affectionate. And I would be like,
1: yuck, honestly, stop doing that. Just get out of my face. Tiana's in the kitchen. She's been helping her mum. She's probably rolling her eyes at her parents as they kiss each other goodbye because that's what 12-year-olds do. But now, looking back, I just think it's so beautiful. But back to that morning.
0: Usually it was super smooth sailing. Dad's flying out the door. Catch you later, love. I'll, I'll grab lunch with you later today. Dad was in his work uniform, so just typical tradie gear, and he was leaving the house. Mum was in the kitchen making breakfast for us kids and we had this window that was, you know, above the kitchen bench where you could overlook the backyard and Dad had walked out of the house and she could see him from the kitchen and they would tend to, like, blow each other a kiss or say goodbye or wave and he would lift the roller door up and exit through the back.
1: That's it most days. But today, he comes back inside.
0: So he's looking around for his keys and he then came back to Mum and gave her another kiss. So, bye, love, have a great day.
1: This time for Tiana... It's not the same ick feeling she usually gets.
0: I remember it so clearly, standing there, and I said to my mum, that was really weird with you and Dad. It's almost like you were saying goodbye like you were never going to see each other again. We woke up the next morning thinking that we were going to nippers, and I didn't know where my mum was. I didn't know where Dad was. Sat on the lounge, turned the TV on, and just I just could feel the tension. I knew something was wrong because this was a very odd occurrence. Sunday morning was nippers' morning, and everyone knew that. Tasha and I looked out of our window, and there were all of these people in our front yard, family, but distant family as well. Tasha and I were just sitting there next to each other on the lounge, and then straight away thought, Where's mum? Where's dad? Where's our comfort? When I couldn't see dad in the house, I couldn't see mum in the house, I was just like confused and a little bit scared. That confusion grew. And then it wasn't long after we had woken up that my grandfather had walked in the door. And that's when I knew that something serious had happened or something was going on. My grandfather lives in Cessnock. So the fact that he was at our house at seven, 7.30 in the morning meant that he had been on the road for two and a half hours to get there. So that was odd. I was just sitting there embracing my little sister, just kind of waiting for someone to to talk to us, to tell us what had happened. And then my pop had said hello to us. Pop's demeanour was quite sombre. He acknowledged us, but his mind was elsewhere. He was looking at us, but he was kind of looking through us. And then he went straight
1: upstairs. Fifteen minutes later, Tiana's grandfather comes back downstairs.
0: Right behind him was my mum. Her eyes were red and she had been crying. She was trying to take in deep breaths and hold herself together and Tash and I were just staring at mum, just waiting for her to say something and that's when I knew something was really wrong and she sat us down on the lounge, trying to hold herself together and hold back the emotion and she said, "Bubbas, I need to tell you something Straight away, I don't know what came over me, but I just blurted out to her, I go, is Dad dead? And she was like, Dad's been involved in an altercation and he's passed away and he's not coming home.
1: At four o'clock this morning, the Churchill Sports Bar at Sydney's eastern suburbs was still packed with Anzac Day revelers. What her mum didn't tell her right at that moment was that their father had been killed at a bar in Kingsford a suburb not far away from their Mariba home. Patrons went from enjoying two-up to witnessing a murder. It was a case of wrong place, wrong time. This afternoon, the body of the man was taken from the bar. The father of four was a local resident. Solomon Penetani was 36 years old when he died. My little sister and I just broke down and my mum embraced us and for
0: I don't really remember for how long, but... We just sat there, just holding each other and just crying. And I remember that day like it was yesterday. I remember where I was sitting on the lounge. I remember what my mum's face looked like, what I was wearing, my pyjamas. There were TV cameras that were sitting out the front of our house. So there was a lot of media out the front of our house because it was very sudden um, and it was horrific. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't illness. It wasn't anything like that. It was something that had made news headlines. I just felt like all eyes were on us. There were people in our front yard, like family members. There were people going in and out of our house. There were cameras everywhere. There were there was a lot of noise. Uh, an argument or altercation between a number of patrons inside the premises, which has escalated... And I just patrons... wanted to kind of just go and lock myself in my room and, and just shut out everyone and everything from outside and just to be with mum and dad and just to feel protected and safe.
1: After a month or two when the world's moved on, the family are alone again.
0: It hit us like a ton of bricks is when everything settled down and everyone went back to their own normal lives and it, we were just left together as one little family unit. It's us five under our roof and we will get through this together, whatever that looks like, but for For now, it's worrying about tomorrow and not worrying about the next two days or next week or school or sport or any of that outside noise. It was, let's just
1: survive. Family life is different now that Tiana's dad has passed
0: away. My mum was a stay at home mum raising four children, and my dad was the breadwinner. So now my mum had just inherited the responsibility of being mum and dad and having to figure out now what do I do? How do I pay the bills? I now have to go and source work, but then I also have to go and source daycare. How am I going to be able to do this? And Tiana, she shadowed her mum. I was just there to um, to support my mum and, and to support my younger siblings, and I knew that they, need, they relied on me, they relied on my mum. And I was the oldest, and that was just my new life, and that was the responsibility that I inherited.
1: What also seemed instinctive was giving up sport. The one thing they all loved so much as a family.
0: It was too much of a demand for my mum, as well as school.
1: Tiana's father was killed on April 26, 2008. The criminal trial of his alleged killer began in early 2009.
0: I said to her, Mum, I'm coming. I'm coming to the trial with you. And she she didn't really want me there for a lot of it because a lot of it was very, very confronting. But there were moments and days where she really felt like she want, like needed me there by her side. It was going to give me a little bit of peace of mind as well. I wanted to be there. I wanted to see the guy's face. I wanted to hear things I wanted to hear facts I wanted to know the answers to a lot of my questions and my mum tried to protect me from a lot of that but I would just badger her and badger her like mum I'm fine I'm going to be fine I I really want to come with you and she she did give in some days and she was like okay well I know what is going to be spoken about and really addressed on this day you can come on this day there was one particular day where we actually had to sit there and watch the CCTV footage. She didn't let me watch it. She made me put my hands over my eyes. But I peeked. I needed to know. I was so inquisitive. Why did you take my dad's life? You're a monster. That's what I saw. I just looked at him like, how could you do that? Who are you to take
1: someone's life? Almost a year after it happened, Moroni Tongahai was sentenced to 18 and a half years for the murder of Solomon Penetani at the Churchill Sports Bar in Kingsford. Yeah, it was confronting, but that was my reality.
0: Like at the end of the day, our story was headlined on the news, so I was going to be exposed to it one way or another. I wanted to do it on my terms.
1: The sentence doesn't magically fix anything because it doesn't bring back her father. But as Tiana begins to heal, she feels a familiar itch.
0: The moment that I, I remember feeling that again and just feeling that hunger for, for competition, and that's when I said to my mum, I, Mum, I think I'm ready, I think I'm ready to go back into sport. And she was like, righto, let's go then, let's enrol you in netball, athletics, swimming, touch, tag, all of those sports again. And I was about 13, I think, when I got back into all of that. And then it was all stations go from there, mum back doing the juggle.
1: Tiana's mum is a legend. Getting up super early, getting Tiana to practice and matches here, there and everywhere. But life without her father, it was hard.
0: Where I missed him the most was when I used to be on the track and I'd be full of nerves and so so super nervous before my races and just thinking like I just want to win this I just have to I have to win this you know so competitive and uh, that comfort of looking up to mum and dad in the stands I would look up in the stands and that's where I would really feel it I had my mama there she was there and she she was always going to be there but it used to be mama and dad and now it was just mum and the kids you're about to, you know, race for a final or whatever the competition was. And all of a sudden I would get this overwhelming feeling where I would want to burst into tears. Having to manage that and balance that and build that resilience and use it as a driving force is a real skill and it took me a lot of years to be able to use it in my favour rather than let it inhibit me in my competitive moments.
1: Pause. Touch it all, Engage. And then Tiana found... Yet another sport to try.
0: Some friends had reached out to me to play rugby union and I had played lots of different ball sports. So I'd played rugby league when I was younger. So I was like, yeah, I've done that. I had played netball. I'd played lots of touch, lots of Oz tag. So rugby union, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I haven't played that sport.
1: Tiana's dad had played union for Tonga.
0: So I joined this team and I'd probably played only two games and then rugby sevens had started to... Arise as a really popular new sport. It had just been announced that they were going to include it in the 2016 Rio Olympics, which was huge at the time. So this was way back in 2012 that, you know, I I had just started playing rugby union 15s. It was, you know, the hot topic. Rugby sevens is going to be in the next Olympics. And my ears pricked at that because I was like, hang on a second. This could be a ticket to the
1: Olympics. It's my dream. Union's a tough game. Tiana's up at training camp and she hears that a senior player has torn her ACL. She's a winger, just like Tiana. I remember being pulled aside by the head coach. He's like, I
0: want to have a quick chat with you. And I was super nervous. I was like, oh, my God, what have I done? And he pulled me aside and he goes, how would you like to make your debut for Australia? Like, how would that make you feel? And I was like, speechless, standing there going... That's my dream. And he goes, um, oh, Tiana, I'm really excited to tell you that we're going to take you to Hong Kong and China next week. Like, you're coming coming with this squad. And I just burst into tears and I was like, is this even real? Like, it was such a pinch-me moment.
1: And after that, it's a rise through the world of rugby that eventually sees Tiana compete in the 2013 World Cup, the youngest woman to ever do so, playing against Spain.
0: And I got hit in a a big tackle and I tore my ACL.
1: As I said before, union's a tough game.
0: Yeah, tearing my ACL, I um, had to draw upon those skills that my mum had instilled in in myself and my siblings. My mum, from a very young age, had always instilled confidence in us and resilience. And she always said to us as kids, after Dad passed away, was... We will be the dictators of our narrative. Do not hold the victim card out and feel sorry for yourself. That is not ever going to get you anywhere in life. And they were her words. Don't hold the victim card out. Very different, but very similar to when we lost Dad. It was sink or swim.
1: And it's now that Tiana starts to think about her dad's tattoo. What did it it meant to him? She wants to track down the artist who'd done the artwork.
0: I just had this urge to just reach out to Carl and, uh, and I did and I reached out through Facebook told him who I was you did my, my dad's tattoo you did my mom's tattoo sent him the photos of my mom's one and do you remember us and he came straight back to me he's like I know exactly who you are Tiana your dad was a good friend of mine he was able to create my own special unique piece that I cherish it's on my on my right thigh and it's really really special to me.
1: Tiana's tattoo has a shield to represent her dad as her protector. Five flowers on the inner thigh, representing her mum and four siblings. There are waves, representing the cultural connection to water and the constant flow of life. There are traditional Tongan symbols to make up the design. And after 18 months off, Tiana returns to footy. But her journey mirrors her father's. Just like him, she started playing union and, just like him... She switches codes and becomes a league player. She starts her career for the Cronulla Sharks. There's no way that I would have thought that I would be playing
0: rugby union or rugby league. And it wasn't until later on in my later teenage years that those opportunities did open up for me that I had a bit of a pinch me moment to know that I was able to share that with my dad when once upon a time those opportunities and pathways were not available for women and to be part of a growing sport and to be able to be part of that growing pathway is really humbling, really special.
1: Tiana will always share a passion for footy with her dad and although he's not around physically anymore. She will always feel his presence. Whenever we see little willy-wagtail birds, we know that
0: that's a sign. Also, when the lights flicker in the house, it's always when we're together and we're sitting having family dinner or we're, like, having d and sitting there because we're a very, like, connected family. We'll be sitting there and then the lights will just flicker in the house and, like, we look at each other and we're like, Hey, Dad's here. Like, I know when he's with me. Like, I talk to him sometimes if I'm driving in the car and, you know, I'm having a shocker of a day or if I need some guidance or, you know, I just need to vent. Like, I'll talk to him sometimes.
1: That was Tiana Penetani. And you can see Tiana on That Pacific Sports Show. Find it on ABC iview or check out abc.net.au forward slash pacific. This story was produced on the traditional lands of the Yugara and Turrbal, Wurundjeri and Gadigal peoples. It was reported by Janae Jenkins and produced by Sam Wicks. Our sound engineer was John Jacobs. Sophie Townsend is our executive producer. Thanks to everyone at ABC Pacific for their input. And in the next days like these, we've got an episode about how the person credited as the father of hip-hop found himself at a house party in Queanbeyan, of all places. Very surreal to see the father of hip-hop in Queanbeyan, of all places. You know, it's like a, a few worlds away from the Bronx, but he was there and he was in our house and I had to just, I just caught myself a few times that night just staring at him like, wow, this is cool work. That's next week on Days Like These. See you then.